Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. of garbage plates garbage plates yeah well i know a fridge bowl which i think i am a uh, infamous for at this point but yeah. i've never heard of a garbage plate well and that was the thing that you've told me about on here where you used to get it maybe in high school where it was like the whole thing with the chicken wing in the middle oh what was that a called? Like garbage a, um like a treasure chest or something a treasure chest had a chicken wing hidden underneath all the all the breakfast fixings okay um God damn, what was that thing called at Southeast Missouri State? Why does the word sling come into my head? Yes, slinger. It was a slinger. It was a slinger. So okay. the slinger, before we get to garbage play, which I don't know. Well, it's slinger, all related. It is all related. Yeah, yeah. yeah because a garbage, a slinger is um, hash browns, eggs, sausage, bacon. And if it's a treasure chest, there's a chicken wing hidden underneath all there. <laughs> Two biscuits, gravy, all covered in cheddar cheese in a huge five pound styrofoam container with one plastic fork at two in the morning ideally <laughs> i like that it's time contingent too it, it, who's having 11 a.m slingers i don't know yeah i might um, unless but you binged think, all night yeah yeah totally well there i'm asking about garbage plates because i read this piece on grub street about how there's a new restaurant called brooklyn hots that's opened up in new york and everyone's super fucking excited about it and their specialty is garbage plates oh and it's described as, um, so it says garbage plates started in Rochester at a place called Nick Tahoe's that served truck drivers. And a proper garbage plate consists of a protein, which is traditionally either hamburger or hot dog, hash browns, mac salad or pasta of some sort, and then meat sauce slathered over the whole thing. And I guess everywhere in Rochester, like all the diners in Rochester serve these garbage plates and they're fucking famous. And now there's a restaurant in Brooklyn that's serving garbage plates. And I was like, we got to go. We have to go. We got to go check it out. Okay. So wait, weed is legal in New York and they have garbage plates? That's right. Say less. <laughs> Mark, you were nodding. Have you heard of this before? Yeah. Your family's from Rochester. Garbage plates. I'm so fucking glad you're here to confirm that. That's yeah. fucking dope. A meat sauce to me means gravy. Are you also thinking gravy? A meat sauce? So I would think like, yeah, like a- Bernagie? Yeah. No. Like, I think a not a gravy what am i thinking of in my head i'm thinking of like a pasta meat sauce like a red sauce with meat in it yum you know like my it's so funny to think of like the, the stuff that you grow up with that your mom cooks for you and then when you get out into the world as an adult and you're like oh this is not at all what like not reflective of the real world like my mom used to make such crazy stuff and i grew up thinking that pasta was just like spaghetti with um, ground beef sautéed in a pan and like a jar of sauce dumped into that and then served over the, and never mixed in or anything. Absolutely not. Bare noodles slapped on a plate. Did they you were also have overcooked. that beautiful pool of like ketchup water <laughs> pooling in the bottom of the spaghetti? Totally. Yeah. That's how you knew it was homemade, right? When yeah. you had to like drain it from <laughs> totally. your own bowl. Mom's best. <laughs> and you know, she was doing her best. Like I'm, you know, I don't want to dunk on my mom too much, but like she didn't cook she didn't cook growing up you know she her mom was a single mom she raised her in the in the 40s and 50s as a single mother and you know so she was like sent to boarding school and stuff so she never had the opportunity to learn how to cook at home and then i guess my dad when they got married he literally gave her a cookbook on their honeymoon oh my. which is such a fucking dude move yeah. in the 60s um but i think he meant well and um Anyway, so she was doing her best. She was doing her best, but she was definitely self-taught. I don't think she had any great like cooks around her that she could model herself after like we do now. I mean, everyone has like yeah. food videos everywhere. You can just learn from watching shit. My favorite move 
growing up because of that same spaghetti situation is to take so much shaky Parmesan cheese that yes. it almost absorbs the entire thing until you have this like cake-like spaghetti batter of tomato sauce and parm and every noodle is just coated to the point where you may as well like cinnamon you remember the cinnamon challenge where you like cough cinnamon like that it was like that with parmesan cheese because it soaked in all of that and you're just eating a bowl of parmesan noodles it was the best it's so nostalgic for me just thinking about yeah like that was like a good homemade dinner and then dessert was always uh coffee haagen like that was like oh. the big thing that we had in our house and was yeah well, this is the I perfect guess. beginning to an episode <laughs> with a baker comedian like Lindsay. So what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? I'm starving. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. I'm excited about the the spread that we've got that we can snack on to stop being starving. Perfect. Well, welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out. And uh, fucking baking. Baking. And being funny. And being baked. <laughs> yeah. 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 This was a, it was a fucking great hang with Lindsay. I'm so excited for everyone to listen in. Uh, I don't know. It's, I'm feeling good. Good. Can I do a quick unboxing? Oh, what? Yes. I forgot. Yeah. That's so fun. This is like, the, I think the first time we've done this on here with well, our YouTube channel. Please go check out our videos of the podcast on YouTube and you can look at us. I was really excited that Quinn wanted to send us a box because it's a legal box that you can get through the legal mail yeah. of really fun things. It's in so, a USPS box. That's so fucking true. Oh my God. That's such a really good, that's a really good point <laughs> yeah. to talk about Quinn and the idea that like in this box legally yep. mm -hmm. through the usps is like some delicious products i will say that's uh, neat this is this is not advice to anyone or a tip but uh, at times when i mailed myself um things like i'd visit a legal state and i lived in new york i would send myself packages of things and i learned to only do it through usps and never through ups or fedex because those two companies are privately owned and they can open any package. But the USPS, actually, because it's a federal property, the, the, there's a difference in who can open your mail. Like, I think they might have to get a warrant for it. Fuck yeah. Not advice, though. I'm not, not advice. Anyone advice. Just, just, <laughs> just some just knowledge. Saying. I'm just saying. What's wrong with some knowledge? I'm just saying I used to go to USPS <laughs> back in the day. Well, I'm going to crack this Quinn open. Do you mind? Oh. Oh, shit. So wait. I can't wait. I'm sorry. But our guest today, look at what Quinn just sent. Oh, shit. Let me see. Dark cookies, chocolate cappuccino with Delta 9. So the cool thing about this is that um, oh. the reason they're able to send it through the mail and it is legal to ship to all 50 states is that it's an alt cannabinoid product that is sourced from hemp. And as uh, we all know, <laughs> you're like juggling boxes over there. As we all know, because of the 2018 farm bill, hemp is now um, legal. And uh, so they're sourcing Delta 9 THC from hemp, which means I believe that I, wait, I just got like cookies. I got edibles through the legal mail. Yeah. Through Quinn, orange pistachio, coconut dragon fruit, peanut butter marshmallow. What's your flavor? Uh, dark chocolate cappuccino. I'm over here just talking about the fucking bullshit. And you're like, let's get to the flavors. Come, Come on. on. Let's talk flavor. about the fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like go to go to uh, myquinn.com. Use code weedandgrub for 25% off. Get yourself some coconut dragon fruit edibles legally through the mail. Yeah. What are we talking about? And the way they do it is, <laughs> I got to say, it's it's really cool. I did learn about this. Um, basically, it's by weight. So they're able to extract, even though the hemp that it's being sourced from is 0.3% THC, they're able to then source Delta 9 uh, THC from that 0.3%, or that is the 0.3% that they're actually then able to like sort of amplify it in these edible, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> there is science behind it. Look into it. 
We've done it on the other pods. <laughs> yes. After, I mean, let, let's be honest. We yeah. recorded for five hours today. We've recorded for five hours. Straight. We also, uh, I'm just going to put it out there. Lynn's, like we microdosed today. We took mushrooms. We took mushrooms today. <laughs> and I'm about to eat a cookie from Quinn today. We're going to eat some Delta 9 cookies. How much is this? 50? I'm going to bust this open. Oh, this is a 50 milligram cookie. Yeah. All right, I'm just taking a nibble. That's the thing. It's like fucking potent as hell. I recently had a fucking very funny um, phone call with a publicist who had eaten a Delta 9 hemp edible and really hadn't expected it to hit and she was like i am so sorry that i'm such a wreck but i am so high from this legal hemp edible yeah yeah these are really good and they're really soft Ooh, yes i've got the dark chocolate cappuccino that's tasty as fuck they're really that's good like um like a mrs what's the cookie brand mrs fields doubtfire <laughs> they're like they're like Mrs. Doubtfire cookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, Hello. <laughs> that's fucking delicious. If you eat one of these, you'll feel like you have cream pie all over your face. Uh, thank you, Quinn. <laughs> yeah. Also, we have another box, but I'm gonna save that for another time. I'm just gonna stick with the cookies for now. Fuck yes, that's awesome. That's um, should great. we get to the news before these kick in? Yes. What? Is- yeah. <laughs> Quick, Mike, get to the news. <laughs> I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna do that, I'm gonna eat more cookies. Yeah. Um. Okay, the news this week. Oh, I'm so excited about this news story. It's from Marijuana Moment. Welcome to the Grubla Gazette. Um, it is feeding cows hemp helps them chill out. Federally funded study says. I'm sorry. Did you just say there was a federally funded study into cows eating weed? I'm going to cut to the bottom of this article <laughs> because of that. And then I will talk about I mean, the in-depth nature of the article. Shit people will fucking spend money on at a federal level, but we still don't have universal health care. <laughs> sorry, I had to go there. Of course you have to go there. It's just the fucking truth. I can't go get my shoulder looked at, but these cows are like laying down more. Yeah, like let's look into what these cows are doing. <laughs> so uh, uh, K-State, which is a university, Kansas, um, received $2,200,000 research grant from the U.S. Department of Agriculture to analyze the safety in industrial hemp as cattle feed. Sorry about that. Okay. Shout out Quinn. Um, Yeah. yeah, They they got a research grant, $200,000 to study um, hemp as cattle feed. Wow. Yeah. So the study suggests that feeding cattle industrial hemp reduces their stress levels and makes them lie down more. (laughs) This is federally funded, folks. Federally funded. (laughs) The reason this could prove beneficial to ranchers is because relaxed steers tend to be healthier and by decreased stress levels, their respiratory infections go down. Uh, cattles who are being transported or weaned off their mothers are more chill about it. So basically, uh, hemp rocks and even cattle like it. I guess federally I can cut to funded the chase. study <laughs> <laughs> to tell us what we already fucking know. Whoa. So do you want to hear about the study or not? No, I'm so excited. I just have to keep saying that it was federally funded. <laughs> it's fantastic. So the study involved 16 Holstein steers over two weeks. There was a controlled group of eight. I can't believe you eight. just said that without repeating it. 16 Holstein steers? Yeah. Great. <laughs> 16 Holstein steers. 16 Holstein steers. I mean, you did it flawlessly. I'm so impressed. Half of them got hemp. Half of them didn't. The ones who got the hemp loved it. Uh-huh. And, uh, what did the, the ones who didn't get hemp get? What did they think they were getting? What they just got the, regular cattle what feed. What was the placebo hemp? The placebo. Yeah, placebo. <laughs> I can't say that. How funny. You got me. All right. You got me. Um, the team tracked the cattle's movements, monitored their blood for cortisol and a word that's very long. And um, the control group just chilled. Wow. But they were like more stressed. So, you know, 
um <laughs> cattle love wild. hemp yeah I, I will say I years and years ago I visited um my boyfriend at the time his brother lived in Iowa and he had a farm and he had a couple of horses or not a farm but like a beautiful piece of property out in farmland and he had a couple of horses that um were eating the hemp that was growing naturally next to the house there was this like huge fucking forest of hemp and um they were very chill horses and they always smelled like weed and it was so fun. like what i was like stroking one's nose and like giving it an apple and i was like you smell like weed that's, that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> that's yeah. awesome dang yeah that nice grassy smell so fucking great for those cows and then i i, I presume wait were they dairy cattle or yeah. being raised for me okay well i think i think that's the thing if if we're gonna talk about you know the midwest where right. i'm from right you know it's it's meat and corn Right. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big fucking deal, and it's a big deal to the rest of the country as well. So if we can have our cattle be more chill, maybe it's healthier to put in our bodies. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's healthier all around. Or maybe we should kind of just like stop eating all that meat because maybe. it's destroying the fucking world. More Mark, more. before this, was talking about, can I, can you, um, I'm going to try and quote you and then correct me, but because of our... Uh, episode with the Cousteaus. Yes. Mark was saying that seaweed actually helps cattle cut down on their methane gas emissions. Amazing. Which is like, you know, I don't pretty fucking, fucking cool. Yeah. I don't is, doubt it. Is that, that correct? We, yeah. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I, I just like that there's like plant medicine for every being on this earth. I mean, yeah, that's how it should be. We've gotten so far away from it. It's so weird with processed everything, you know, from pharmaceuticals to foods. Like we've moved away from the natural stuff altogether. So let's get back to it, friends. Yeah. And uh, give me $200,000. Let me see what I can do with that money. <laughs> yeah. Like let's federally fund some uh, weed and grub. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what if we're the first federally funded podcast that isn't psyops who are just trying to push this like weird agenda through the CIA? I mean, listen, if we could get that fucking money to federally fund us to just get into everybody's ears, uh, I'd be in support of that. I would too. Mm -hmm. I'm not a psyop, but I can be bought. <laughs> what is a psyop? Well, you know, like just like motherfuckers who regurgitate the mainstream narrative and they do it from a place of being against the grain or like anybody who's like a company person who acts like they're not that to yeah. me is a psyop got it what, you know and what I'm is, is that short for psychological operative or something i don't even know mm, okay <laughs> is that the important part to you what it stands for i need for? to know these things that's how i keep them in my brain i need to file it away by knowing what it is i'm sorry that i got mad at you because i didn't know the answer but to yeah something. <laughs> dude jesus that's how information works in my head <laughs> i have to like trace it back at, you know i'm gonna look it up where it came from and everything I'm with that. We talked later in, in this episode about how um, we uh, found out the real meaning of amateur and how fucking cool that was. That was and that's really like cool. Really changed my relationship with some stuff. So psychological operative. Thank you. Now I can file it. Have you seen that movie Inside Out? Inside Out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I loved it. With the like the way that your memories are filed in your brain. I think about that all the time. The way that memories are, the way that I store things because. Uh, like when I started like hardcore therapy and was talking to my therapist about just PTSD and like what that means and what that looks like in my head. And she really helped me. We talked about this uh, on our episode with Brooke Bergstaller about like filing, thinking of your brain as a library and all that kind of stuff. So I really do sometimes like see a piece of information and I have to actually like see how it's spelled and stuff to be able to properly like to find out where it lives in my brain. I understand if that makes that sense. It does because one of my stand up tricks that I always do when I'm doing crowd work is I'll say so I'll ask someone their name. And then I'll repeat it mm -hmm. and then I'll intentionally spell it wrong so that they spell it correctly back to me, uh -huh. which can get a laugh. But it's more so for me to like 
have it be absorbed by my gray matter. Wow. So that like, because if I spell it wrong and they hit me with the correct fact, mm -hmm. then I'm able to like hear it and like understand it and remember it. Wow. Yeah. So I have to like make myself wrong for them to be right for me to remember. <laughs> You heard it here. You heard it here first. <laughs> Not a psyop, but psycho <laughs> wow. for sure. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Huh. Um, we have some buds of the week to get to. Yes. We also have a VIB, a very important baker, Lindsay Adams. Yes. Uh, do you want to get to buds of the week? I can get to buds of the week. Or yeah. do you want to keep hanging for a minute? I love hanging all the time. I mean, you know, there's so much hanging to do. We've just been here doing this for like five hours and there's sunshine in the day. So I feel like we should get to it so we can get out. And, you know, I really want to go see Archie. I miss my dog. Is that what's going on <laughs> yeah, right now? You sometimes. miss your dog, Archie? Yeah. It was really funny when I picked you up and you gave him that little thing with the peanut butter in it. Mm -hmm, a Kong. And and as we walked outside, you looked in the window at him eating it, and you just said, I love you, Archie. And I knew that that was just as much for him as it was for you. Like, that was something that, like, I assume that you do that every time. Uh-huh. You I do. do. <laughs> I love that. I think that's, a, it's important. Yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's such a little guy, you know, like he just, he just needs as much love as I can possibly give him. So, so how's it going to be? Cause we're on the road so much between now and the end of May. You can Ooh. check out our dates That's on right. our Instagram for 20 and beyond and yep. da, 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 da. all the stuff. Well, I, I mean, it's so important to me to have him very, 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 very cared for. So he's actually going to stay with friends. I, um, I'm super lucky to have some friends who love him very much. And so it's good because when I went away once, I went to Greece for a couple of weeks a few years back. And when I came back, he had just been staying with people that he didn't know for a couple of weeks. And he was so heartbroken slash pissed. Pissed? Like. Pissed at you? Yeah. Like hurt and angry. Your dog was mad at you. Oh my God. I like, can't even fucking imagine. Yeah. For like feel. a week. It was crazy. It was a crazy feeling. I was like, I betrayed you and your dog trust. Uh, I am so sorry that I left you for two weeks with strangers and you thought I was never coming back. He was totally fucking brokenhearted. Meanwhile, Bobo, totally fine. <laughs> Give a fuck because he's a cat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't imagine looking in a dog's eyes and having it like be mad at me. Hurt, which that is worse. Hurt. Yeah, hurt right. is worse. Yeah. Hurt's worse than anger. Damn, man. Know. You know, it's like he was disappointed in me. Like, I'm like, your oh dog needs some fucking hemp, man. Oh, Jesus. I mean, I've given him a ton of CBD treats. They don't seem to do much for him, but I'm always willing to try. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's our study. Give us money to give Mary Jane to calm dogs down to calm when they're dogs owners. Down. I mean, that's, you know, there are so many great companies. There's actually a wonderful shout out, Vet CBD, which is a veterinarian. Fun, sorry, that was hard to say for some reason. It was a veterinarian-funded business. Dr. Tim Shu, I believe is his name, looked into CBD for exactly that, but like weed-sourced CBD. So it's for sale in dispensaries in California for pets wow. who suffer anxiety. Wow. Mm -hmm. Not going to lie, there is a glow around you right now that is so awesome. Oh, because I love my dog so much. <laughs> maybe that's what happened. I mean, I know I'm on shrooms right now, but like there is a straight up glow around you as you talked about your dog. That Amazing. is so rad. Mm -hmm. So rad. Wow. <laughs> All right. That shit's real, man. <laughs> Let's do buds of the week. All right. I'm going to go first. My bud of the week is, oh wait, I've lost it. Who was? My, oh yes. Awesome. My bud of the week. I'm so stoked. Ashley Belzo, who is the founder of this very cool thing that's happening, uh, community built, community owned weed cooperative basically called Puff Dow. And Ashley is at Ashley with two E's, Belzo, B-E-L-Z-O on Insta. Great follow, cool ass person, wicked style at the forefront of cutting edge uh, technology in weed and building a community, a new community, like a community for 
the next generation. And Dao is spelled D-A-O? D-A-O, puffed out, which I learned, I thought it was like some sort of like Zen thing, but it's decentralized autonomous organization, whatever DAO stands for oh, in like crypto awesome. and stuff. It's um, so Puff Dow is like that, that version, but for weed. Oh, so it like, she's setting up the foundation for the future. Yeah. Like she's living in our future. And, Next gen. And yeah. Welcome to her party. I don't understand how it works. She's very cool. She is fucking cool. <laughs> she scares me a little because she's, you know, beyond what I can comprehend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that scares me. <laughs> I'm scared of the youth. <laughs> oh, who's your butt of the week? My butt of the week this week is Cass Smiley. Both of us Aww, are Cass. friends with Cass. Shout out to Cass. So um, uh, their Instagram is at Cass Smiley, K-A-S-S-S-M-I-L-E-Y. Butt of the week this week because finally, after pandemics and everything going to shit this year, just through an amazing festival in Alaska, the Before You Die Fest. It was the first fest we did together. That's right. It was our first time traveling out of the kind of the 48 states together. The lower 48. The lower 48 yeah. together. Uh-huh. And I mean, like, not only is it one of the best festivals I've ever been a part of, but Cass kind of is single-handedly making it all happen in Alaska. Yeah. And so to pull it off after all of those false starts because of the pandemic and everything I've seen online is a massive success. So congrats to you, Cass. And um, if anyone out there is listening and wants to go to an amazing festival, um, Before, Before You, you die, die is it. That's where we met Ali Lou and Baldev. That's where some of our biggest friendships uh, formed that right. continue to this day. And I got to say, Cass like, brought us to Alaska and gave us housing. And like it, it was a truly incredible experience to be as someone who's like toured fringe festivals and stuff and just been scrappy as fuck for a long time. Like... I felt very taken care of and um, appreciated in, in a really cool way by a festival that had, you know, there was no reason to do that for me. I was, I was nobody. They took us to that wildlife preserve and we yeah. met a porcupine named Snickers. And a moose. And a fucking moose. <laughs> and there was a bear in a tree just chilling. Where else are you going to see that? Best time. Come on. Yeah. If you haven't been to Alaska, there's bald eagles landing on gas stations. Like it's its <laughs> own world and it rocks. That's a huge part of why there are power outages constantly because bald eagles just fly into transformers. Oh, and, do like, they really? Short circuit the neighborhood. And then they fly off. I'm sure that oh, majority yeah. of them are fine. They're totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> the eagle wasn't fine. You can't stop freedom. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Well, should we get to our very important Baker Bud? Yeah, we should. Lindsay Adams, she rocks. Lindsay is the fucking coolest. I mean, we got treats, we got snacks, we got like so much. It was like so much hanging. What I love about it, too, is that we knew each other in Chicago Mm -hmm. and you just kind of find your own people everywhere you live. But like the comedy community and the food community, those circles are smaller and smaller the more you get. So it, it was like always being able to stay in touch with her and now being able to catch up with her in person after so many years of not being able to be in person. This was a really great hang. And also follow Lindsay everywhere. See her comedy if she's coming to your city or town or villa um block yep if she's on your block say hi she's coming to your yurt just you know (laughs) say hello poke your head out welcome to our commune (laughs) yeah uh check the show description she's doing a yurt tour (laughs) coming up in mid-september i would watch some yurt comedy that sounds fun yeah yeah all right all right (laughs) there you go (laughs) you're still glowing all right thank you i'm very high Uh, Lindsay, you rock. Um, thank you all for listening. And without further ado, here's our interview with Lindsay Adams. Lindsay, what's up? Hi. 
I'm so happy to be here. I know we've already been chatting 20 I, minutes, we but have let's been like chatting about create the illusion that it's just starting. It right is now. just starting. I just sat down. I just got settled. We've got just so much going on that I'm really a big fan of. Feel free so. to eat while we hang. Like that's the point. Is okay, it's like snacking great. and chatting. Yep. Great. I can't wait to eat broccoli and then have it in my teeth. Yes. That's my favorite part. That's our goal is that, to have that happen. Okay, great. I, <laughs> I Please don't tell me if that happens. I would prefer if it just like... We're coming for Mr. Beast, but the only way we can do it isn't through talent, but through like food and teeth and things like that so I that people it. will watch our YouTube. I love it. Everyone should watch. This is a great YouTube I mean, we're pretty proud of our Genuinely. spread. Genuinely. It makes it makes a lot of sense. It makes more sense than half of the other YouTube channels that are like huge of just like a dude being like, what's up, guys? <laughs> uh, all right. Hit that smash that like button. You haven't heard my intro yet. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, uh, I turn a visor backwards and I put on my pukas. It's going to work. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's what works. That's where it's go ahead and smash that like button. <laughs> I just saw a still of a podcast that a friend of mine was on and he's a white dude and all three podcast hosts are also white dudes. So it's a picture yeah. of four white men all looking like slightly like goofy and quizzical. And yeah. I was like, who? What? Open mouth. Millions of people will yeah. like love that. You know yeah. what I realized though, too? It's like, to be fair, so like podcasts have I think like only opened up to a more diverse audience in and I say more recent I'm talking like decade like a decade but like so there's more white men that are like you know what I want to hear? A dude like me. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? so true. Hey, this guy sounds relatable. He's like kind of fat and like, <laughs> like, they're like, he's kind of weird. He's like not super hot. He doesn't know much, but he says it with confidence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you ever tried to scroll through someone else's podcast feed? Like when we went on a road no. trip for the first time, Mike was like going through my stuff and he was like, oh, I... Wow, we do not listen to the same stuff That's at all. And so then to like, funny. and you, it's, yeah, it's really interesting. It's very particular. It's such a specific. Interesting. You know, like, do you want to hear yourself reflected in a podcast or do you want to hear shit you don't know about? Exactly. What do you go for? I go for, um, Friends who are being funny okay. and stuff that I don't know about. Okay, I love that. Love that. Yeah, I don't want to listen to, uh, you know, like I don't listen to weed podcasts, for instance. Yeah. I write no, about cannabis. Totally. So I'm like, I'm not looking for stuff to reinforce my already very firm worldview. I love that. <laughs> and Mike, what is your podcast? I try to listen to like wholesome, funny, light stuff. Because I don't always feel that way, so I'm looking for something that'll like inject me with that. The the balance of that though yeah. is I also will listen to things that I disagree with so hard Whoa. that I, because I'm like I need to know why these like I listen to Ben Shapiro because I'm like why does this dude have traction and who oh. is he speaking to and then I'll listen to it and I'll be like you know what I can I can it's not that I get it but I yeah. understand. I understand where it wiggles sure. in, you know? So where do you I, normally listen to your podcast? In the car? Oh, uh, boy. All the time. Back Wait, whose show AirPods. is this? This is Lindsay's show. Sorry, sorry. Fuck. I'm Lindsay. so sorry. Lindsay. I'm just, I'm, all I'm saying is like <laughs> Default listen, host. listening to an <laughs> opposing. Doesn't like to share, but likes to deflect. Listening <laughs> to a like a, an opposing view to me sounds like it would inspire road rage. Understood. And so if I'm like li like in the car, I love stuff I don't know. Mm -hmm. I like love it. Do I you have topics? 
I love crime. Yeah. I mean, I'm like very basic in that. Like I love there's and and the, the thing is, is like it's frustrating when you have your own podcast or you know people that have podcasts and you listen to one. You want to critique it. Yeah. yeah. And be like, can you just stop whatever you're doing here and keep go back to like the good stuff? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll send you the edit of this. Please. Yeah. Send back notes. <laughs> Please. I, lo- I love history podcasts too, but I, I hate most of the hosts. Like mm-hmm. they're most of the hosts are like, remember that one time when we talked about, and I'm like, shut up and tell me about the history of salt. <laughs> like, do you like those podcasts to be funny or informative? Like, how does it stick in your ears best? I don't need them to be funny. Cool. I just don't care. Like, I want them to be informative. I don't. I don't really need their opinion, mm-hmm. and. That's why I give my opinion. So I assume that people want to hear opinion. <laughs> but when I go for like a hard fact podcast, yeah. I don't need you to be someone. <laughs> <laughs> I really learned that fairly recently in writing, like to take myself out of the story, to not necessarily have a point yeah. of view when writing. And it's a totally different way of approaching things. And I've watched you, Mike, kind of insert yourself more and more into your comedy and get more personal. Yeah. Which has been really interesting. What is your, yeah. what is your, like, how do you approach your? I insert myself completely. You do. There, I can't, like, I am unable Unable, unable, unable. Non-able. I am not able to remove my personality from most parts of of whatever I do, and so I've gone the sa- the direction that Mike's gone and just leaned in completely. And that's what everyone wants, I think, in twenty twenty two at least, right? Kind of. I mean, you know what's funny is like, I, you know, I I bake a lot, and I don't need your fucking blog. Like, I, I really don't. <laughs> I want none of it. I don't I don't need like I don't want to know what, what your son thought of it. You know? I don't even want to know you have a son. I know. Like, I didn't ask all this. Tell me like give me the the details. So I don't like to consume what I put out. Right? But I hope that I mean I assume there's an audience, right? Yeah. Do you are you do you like um any of the cooking videos? Are you like Mike? Do you watch cooking YouTube? I do sometimes. It depends. I get impatient. Mm-hmm. So like I'll do cake decorating. So if I'm decorating a cake and I and I'm doing something I've never done before, I definitely will sit and watch technique. Mm-hmm. How's your piping skills? It's bad. It's gotten better and better over yeah. the years. But your Instagram's sexy as fuck. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I try to cater it to what I'm good at, though. Like, I can't do flowers. I, I and that's not like my. Yeah, but also go to the grocery store if you want that shit. Like, we're talking bigger, better, smarter, yeah. cooler. I've gotten very. I like fondant. I don't mind the taste, but I like fondant. I prefer um, putting things on cakes that are like fully edible. Mm-hmm. So I like, and you're not supposed to eat fondant. You can. I mean, I've eaten it, but like I it's kind of like per- concrete, though, right? It's, like it's you know what it is. It's it's like a hard marshmallow. Oh, and it's yeah. like a little plasticky. <laughs> I and I I've talked about this on my podcast a lot. I kind of like eating plastic, so I think I have like a mild case of pica. Oh, wow. or pica pica. I think it's pica. Where like. I'll just chew on stuff. I like candy that tastes a little plasticky. Yeah. I feel you on that. Like my favorite part of the um, 
those like juice um things where it's like made in wax it's like a shaped like a soda bottle yeah. and you drink the juice and then i eat all the wax yes right M- yes totally. mark just uh said it's the beef jerky of frosting that's a that is a great way to put it it is the beef jerky of frosting and i like beef jerky that is like a chew toy yeah <laughs> I, I know what you mean like the kind you get on at the gas stations on the road mm-hmm. where yep. they like have the tongs yeah why <laughs> It's a consistency thing. They like it is. It's like you have to like suck on it for a minute, and then you're like, then it's like you're a dog. I love eating like a dog. I love dog texture. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at uh, your Instagram right now, and there's a picture of this cake that you made for Wilder's birthday. Yeah, that is so incredible. It's got a windmill and little trees, and a river, and a train station, and a bridge. I know it was a train themed party. He's the cutest in the world. It went against everything in my body to put physical toys on it. But for a kid's cake, they don't fucking care if you can eat it or not. They're like, (laughs) I want to play with this. They're going to put it in their mouth no matter what. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, well, I want to make it edible. And then I was like, who fucking cares? He just wants a toy. So, but yeah, it was fun. How did you start baking professionally? I started baking originally as a stress reliever. And as a way to focus my attention on something that wasn't like obsessive around comedy and creativity and it felt very straightforward and there was like a beginning, middle and end, you could accomplish something in a specific period of time. And there's rules, which there's I rules. I need yeah. structure, right? I need base rules. Like, yeah. and I, because also, the stakes are so low when you break the rules. Like if you fuck around and you're like, I don't fucking feel like putting eggs in these. What is that going to look like? Uh-huh. And then they're like shitty. You're like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Still going to eat the dough. Yeah, like, exactly. Whatever. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. In so- fact, it's more like dog treats now. And that's fucking. Exactly. Someone might want that. So you just can. And you can. So you can discover stuff. And, and it also is like something – I never thought about selling it. I always just gave it to people because it makes people happy. And it's an unrelated happiness to any of the things that are involved in my other day-to-day aspects of my life. Yeah. So it's like not about – it's not – nobody's getting happy because you're giving them money. Nobody's getting happy because you're giving them success. Nobody's getting happy because you're giving them even hope. yeah literal hope in like life or humanity they're just like fuck this tastes good yeah that's enough yeah that's so fucking cool i feel like the most reasonable people in the world are the people who feed other people because they want them to feel good like you are you are you are one of the most reasonable people i mean that's an honor no and i but i i agree like the people that are like cooks in their heart yeah that like to feed people like the kind of chef where it's like you go to their restaurant. One a while ago, my husband's brother worked with Roy Choi, and friend of the pod, Roy Choi. Shout out to Nick, your husband. Yes, he and and like Roy, we went to Pot, um, cool. and like when it was open or whatever, and he just like welcomed us in. We sat at a table, and he was like, "Just let me feed you." And he just brought a bunch of food. He was, like, cutting the short rib. Like, it was just, like, such a beautiful what food is supposed to be. Yes. And I was, like, that I like to recreate 
all the time. Yeah. That's like this vibe. Nice. Thank you. That's exactly what this vibe is. That's awesome. Like, yeah, because obviously we want to impress you, but it's really like we just want to feed everyone and feel good. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Do you hate the reality show, Is It Cake? I do. <laughs> I do. I do. I haven't given it like a fair shot. I hate most. Well, I mean, yeah. Do you get it? I, I yeah. Then you gave it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, because I care about how things taste. That's why I like even like the cheesiest, hokiest, like baking championship shows. I like that the judges have to sit there and eat it. And it's always like there's always like one underdog who like cannot get their decorating together. Mm-hmm. And there was a person on I don't know what season of Great British, whatever it's called. Yeah, Great and British Bake Off. She was so messy and sloppy. I will never forget. It's burning in my brain. Oh yeah, you were mad. I was furious because like her station was a mess, and there's like she lifted up a plastic fucking cutting board and melted chocolate just dripped off of it onto the counter onto the floor and she's like and i was like axe her you can't be here and she like got to the finals and i was furious about it so funny well we've cooked we've cooked in the same kitchen i mean you're you're very regimented like you're really good at being focused (laughs) can i tell a really quick anecdote about that we're shooting an instagram reel uh a while back and we uh needed just a piece of food just for a, a reel just yeah, for, yeah just yeah, for yeah, our yeah, yeah. just for our ig and we didn't have anything and mike had enough to make a grilled cheese sandwich and i was like i'll just make a grilled cheese real quick and he was like <laughs> are you are you good at making grilled cheese and i was like well can people be bad at making grilled cheese i was like i'm fucking fine so i made a grilled cheese it totally looked crappy mm-hmm. and i just looked over at mike and you were so like the look you had on your face was like i had shit in your bed. Like, <laughs> I believe it. He was so mad that this grilled cheese just wasn't up to par. And I was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> and you were like really straight with I'm me. Serious, yeah. yeah, you were like, I'm fucking angry because your grilled cheese is stupid. <laughs> so yes, he is very Yeah. I mean, we obviously made up and got through it. And then right. I think we threw the grilled cheese in the trash and we did something else though. Yeah, what we took popcorn and yeah, we, we used shaved popcorn. weed over it with a microplane. Great. Yeah. And how'd that work out? Fine. It was great. It was <laughs> Once we got through. Once we worked through my bad grilled cheese, which actually I think I ate. I wouldn't have thrown it out. But anyway. See, <laughs> that's I'm, my story. I'm a hot sloppy mess. Mm-hmm. Like I will. That would have been me for sure. But and but I, I totally, Mike, anytime I've seen you cook, you're very like focused and good. I mean, that's why you're good. Like line cook. I think I, I would never actually want to move away from line cook like my because i i love the you get in that flow state and it's all controlled in She's your station on me, by the way. And, <laughs> yeah. and and just the idea that like i it's all right here and leave me yeah. alone you know what i mean yeah That's so interesting like when you are baking at your home yeah i picture like mrs bean where there's like <laughs> you're like coughing up flour and there's like yeah. eggshells and you're like yep. scooping it out with your finger yep. and you're tasting every piece of batter, yep. licking it off. Is there Who behind the scenes fuck? of you baking content that we can watch? There is. There's I I put YouTube videos up for a while during the pandemic and a lot of it is like that sort of behavior. <laughs> and like at the live show that I do, I bake live. And so I'm often like 
I'm sorry. I I licked the spatula again. You know, like (laughs) I've seen some of them, and like sometimes your guest is like, "Whoa," and sometimes your guest is like, "Oh hell yeah, okay, I'm here for this. Like we can do this." Oh, yeah. I used to do a live Twitch show, like a live Twitch stream, and sometimes chefs would come into the chat, and it would drive them fucking nuts. (laughs) Like they would lose their mind. And sometimes they would like help because I would mess up and I would be like, well, I don't know what to do with this. And they'd be like, try this. And I'm like, no. (laughs) Fuck your cream of tartar idea. Yeah, but they were like, I mean, Danny Palumbo is another person who cooks and like he just like, he like, he just was like, I don't understand what you're doing. Like I don't, (laughs) what is, because he makes these like beautiful little pastas and I'm just like, fuck this. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. I just got to finish. I just like to – if I – sometimes I get mad and I say, we just have to finish this. But I have thrown out something like pastry cream four times. Oh, yeah. Why? Because it like broke or it just wasn't up to your standard. It like wasn't – it wasn't good enough. It like didn't meet – there's certain things where I'm just like, nope, you don't do that. You don't have a lumpy pastry cream. You don't – just certain It's like a hack joke, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, totally. oh, like, like you've never told a hack joke well i'm saying it's like unacceptable mm-hmm. oh hack jo- you think really hack uh, jokes are unacceptable well i'm just like trying to draw to me, a parallel like, to like learn because i've seen Lindsay's comedy for so long in yeah. chicago and then to like lean really heavy into baking which i didn't know about you Thanks. until here in la but like I, i'm seeing parallels between your comedy and your oh, baking interesting that are like really interesting really yeah 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 no Look how you sat up and you're like, oh, say more how great I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, why wouldn't I? I mean, I mean, I'm always looking. I can never draw the correct parallels between. My, I don't even talk about baking on stage. You don't, which is interesting. Yeah, because I don't really know what to say because it's. I haven't really like figured out. What's funny about it? I don't know. Truly. Yeah. Well, I'd, I. Yeah. I don't know. What's funny about something you love? With like a genuine <laughs> passion. It's yeah. nothing really. You don't want to skewer it. It's pure. Yeah. I don't joke about my cat mm-hmm. because I would kill for her. <laughs> <laughs> my mom and my sister, forget it. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bits for days. Yeah. No, but yeah. I feel I, that. It's, it's interesting. It's weird to hear you talk about baking in terms of loving it because I think one of the things that has made me very nervous to lean into cooking as much as I would like to mm-hmm. is to have it transition from pure fucking pleasure to do to something where I'm being like really hard on myself or I'm trying to make money for it yeah. or like it becomes it the pleasure shifts into work and mm-hmm. I'm like uh, at the end of the day I'm just scared to lean into cooking the way I want to but some of it is that apprehension of like oh, I don't want this to become work and for me to lose that love. Yeah. Well, you can try it too. That's the other thing. You can see if it feels like work. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, I was just hanging out with a friend the other day. He blew my mind when he told me that the word amateur actually means someone who loves something. And it's become a pejorative, like someone who's not good at shit. Yeah. But that's not what it is. An amateur is someone who loves something and they do it for pleasure. So if you're an amateur cook, it's not that you're bad. It's that you love it. 
Isn't that neat? That's, That's neat. so interesting. Yeah. I love that. Twist. I was like, I'm never going to use the word amateur as a pejorative, like, yeah, fucking amateur ever again. It just, yeah. you know, even an amateur comic. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't call someone an amateur comic <laughs> to their face unless you wanted to be mm-hmm. amateur know, sex. Punched. Wow. Amateur sex. Totally. Amateur, amateur just means you love it, man. That actually makes sense now <laughs> why it's such a popular genre. Because <laughs> these people just love they it. They just love it and they're never going to get better at it, man. Yeah. Exactly. They don't want to. They don't. They don't Care. They don't it's, care enough. You know, it's fine. <laughs> They're just no. I was worried about the profession, like like the, the making it work thing, and I tested it out. I did some larger events, and I didn't like it. Like wh- what size events? Like I did like a baby shower, which I was happy to do for my friend, and I loved the challenge. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm not a caterer. Yeah. I was like, that part of it's not fun for me because I'm over here stressed out. Is this going to be good? Like, I already know the pastry crust on this is not perfect. People are going to pick up on that. I don't like how many imperfections you have to like, you really have to like let go in order to execute something on a large scale. Wow. I really like just making like one thing or a couple things that are like, really fun yeah the centerpiece yeah Yeah. i did my friend uh our friend ben's uh baby shower i did all the just fucking crudite tape basically because i panicked yeah it was a lot of stress i was like holy smokes having 20 people all expect you to like make their mouths happy what the hell (laughs) and when you're getting paid for it the added pressure is just like and then they treat you differently yeah and i i liked i like giving stuff away I mean, like, I, I, and I love that people want to pay for your work, but I do like giving stuff away. Well, I wanted to transition because okay. I was on your podcast and you're snacking on yeah. popcorn. And we had, I think we talked yeah. for an hour and a half about popcorn I know. on your podcast. It got real. So good. And I ate, I polished off a bag last night. Shout out to Trader Joe's. Yeah. Shout, oh, out. shout um, out. I polished off a bag of their kernels last night nice. doing my. Doing my thing where I just eat an entire bowl while watching Severance. Your method. Very yeah. method. <laughs> um, but I know that you brought some of the uh, <laughs> some of the things we talked about on your podcast. Absolutely. So for me, I'm like, I was bragging and I should be sponsored by AMC, but I'm an AMC A-list member. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to brag, but I go to the movies and you got... You get every, like, you can earn, like, a free large popcorn. So I get a giant-ass tub of popcorn. I put a shit ton of butter on it. Do you know about the butter trick? Which one? To get the butter from the bottom of the bucket up. The straw? Yes. Yes. But you know what? I like to get a box in addition. So I put it, I dump half of it into the box. I pull out my pocket seasonings. I bring out seasonings for... Like in my purse. (laughs) And I've got kettle corn and ranch. And then I dump it and I have two different kinds of popcorn. Sometimes I get a third box and I just leave a little plain. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, I get like super lit. I do this at home too. I'll do like a microwave popcorn and then I'm just like, fuck it. (laughs) Wait, what are these seasonings? I've never seen this. I don't know. I mean, first of all, bad branding. It looks fake, but. Yeah, I don't like how it looks like an egg. It's not, no. And it's a kinder surprise. It's not, it's not, but it's essentially, it's just like, I mean, it's ranch seasoning. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like buttermilky. Yeah, buttermilk, spices. And then. This is just the kettle corn is just essentially like super, super, super fine 
brown sugar with salt. Ooh, I love brown sugar. Yeah, you gotta I'll eat op- that stuff. Oh, wait, here. Oh, these I'll are pure. Op- these are virginal. Oh yeah, okay. I, these were gifts. That reminds me of one of my favorite snacks, which is um, so weird, and it was something that my mom used to make me when I was a kid, which is cold green grapes dipped in sour cream and then dipped in a little brown sugar. Have you Whoa. ever heard of that? No, it's that's such amazing. A cool combo, and I bet it would be like similarly you could do it with the seasoning. I'm so it's like brown sugar and salt. It'd be if, such a good. If combo. I sat next to you in a movie theater, at first I would be like, "Who is this maniac?" And yeah. then I would immediately go get all my own trays and be like, "Yo, let me get some of that." Seasoning. Yeah, you gotta try it. You like gotta you try gotta it. try it. Popcorn goddess. And then there's, really? and then here's the ranch for when you want it. Oh my god, amazing! Okay, yeah. So highly recommended. That's so fucking good. Adds a little something, something. Holy cow. Oh my god! Right, that's amazing. Right, that's a right. life changer. Like a that is a game changer. changer. Coming fresh out of like the pop, like it's popped. It's mm. got a little like it's got the butter on it. It also, <laughs> I have the remnants in my hand, and it looks like I have um, a handful of cocaine. <laughs> it is a handful of cocaine. <laughs> what if it was actually just cocaine? Uh-huh. And I was like, guys, it's not. It's sugar. Put cocaine on your popcorn. <laughs> Yeah. Ranch rocks. Hell yeah. The ranch is so good. And I Holy put cow. I put it on everything. I'm like a full trash bag. I'm just gonna I would do that mind. too. Yeah. I like I literally buy it mm. and then I just put it on everything. Real talk. Um, I think both of us have tried to transition our bodies and things from Chicago yeah. to LA. Yeah, for sure. Um, we both we both I don't know, like I feel a lot better in the skin I'm in right now. Yeah. Uh how about you? I do. Absolutely. I feel a lot better. I like I it's yeah, I feel I feel definitely like and I'm so much more physically like active and I What'd you do? How'd you what was your trick besides being sober? I mean, I I don't really know like a lot of it was like honestly internal like I've uh, like body acceptance type stuff yeah because I've ha- I hated my body and I still am like working on it but like I hated my body for so many years and was just like grew up like hating everything about it and I like was con- obsessed with being too fat and like Then I just got to a place where I was like, this is might just be what you look like. What if that was the truth? Yo. And it like That's awesome. And I was like, well, what if you just accept that and just eat stuff that feels good? And then I did, and it's like I was like, I like salad when it's not a punishment. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the difference. I fucking like vegetables. I like to I I love cinnamon buns, but I don't love that I have to take a nap after. Like <laughs> <laughs> So like if I have shit to do, I got to like I'll go with a croissant over a cinnamon bun because like I'm not trying to yeah, live in that. And I love like I love I get obsessed with I get so excited about like yoga and like muscles and I'm like, look at what my body can do. It's crazy. Oh, you yoga? I'm a yogi. I'm a full yogi. I always feel so much fucking better when I treat food as fuel and my body as something that is strong and, you know, wants to move around. Right. It's fucking, and I'm not there right now. And it's interesting because it's been, you know, obviously the most fucked up time. Yeah. You know, I I was saying something to my friend recently who is a ballet dancer and she's just, my friend Natalie, and she's just in incredible shape. And I was being down on myself in front of her and physically. And I was like, I just don't feel good. And, you know, and she was like, 
what the fuck are you talking about? Like, if you don't accept where you are right now, then you're not going to be able to let go of it. Yeah. It's it's really interesting to do that brain shift that you did. Yeah. It's crazy. And it goes back and forth. And it was like this year, I got into like intuitive eating. And intuitive eating and like – That doesn't mean eat whatever you want whenever you want it. No, but it's interesting because it's like (laughs) this whole psychology – I mean it kind of is, but it's this whole psychology of breaking down diet culture and like being – and like the mentality and like the realities that deprivation of food like feeds – binging which makes you feel bad and then food is assigned a morality like you know what I mean like you could look at this table and be like good bad bad and it's like food has no moral value it's like that idea you get to enjoy it you get to eat whatever you want and listen to like how your body feels about it like what would that look like also like approaching it from this is like blown my mind and I like barely know what I'm talking about but like so like the beginning of this year I was like okay my commitment is to not whatever I eat however I eat my goal cannot be to shrink my body it has to be like I cannot be to shrink myself mm. so is like that a space thing for you I think it's like, you know, it's just the fact that there's always anytime I'm working towards the goal, a goal, my goal has always been to be smaller. Yeah, I feel that. And it's always been to be smaller, smaller is better, more like more muscles, more in shape, like smaller is better, smaller is better. And it's like, what if my goal was not to be smaller, was just to be what it looks like to enjoy myself and feel the best? (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to host this? (laughs) No, it's rest. (laughs) Simple but not easy, right? No, it's like revolutionary. It drives me nuts on a daily basis. Yeah. It drives me crazy. And there's all these like books and podcasts. I mean, that's what I mean. There's like, I listen to like podcasts about it. And like if she tried to be funny, I listen to Food Psych. Mm -hmm. And if she tried to be funny, I would be like, turn it off. Just shut up. I don't want your weird jokes. (laughs) Yeah. Just like give me information. Give me science. Yeah, like give me science stuff. I, <laughs> like I need to know. It's like, and this joke, I'm like, nope, I don't want to hear your weird little what you think is funny. <laughs> Heal That's me, awesome. bitch. So you're saying, you're saying Heal you, don't, me. you don't listen to Weed and Grub then. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have to. I mean, the, p- part of the reason we started this podcast when we were having a conversation about like what we wanted to do. Yeah. We knew we wanted to make something together was that all weed content or a lot of cannabis content is just really dry and really boring and really sort of like hit you over the head with policy and what's wrong with everything and we were like we need to sativas aren't sativas yeah or you know like uh, like obviously paying attention to the important issues but they're it's only done in a very serious way and we're like we want to start this podcast where we can like have a great time and hopefully people will listen and we can say some some stuff that people need to know about. Yeah. But we got to make the jokes. We got to make the jokes. Well, and that's to me why it's why it's so good. I mean, I think that like I consume the opposite of what I do or hope to offer to people because I try to do the same thing with snack with like with my snack podcast. I people all the food stuff that people do is like very like <laughs> let's analyze or it's like dudes being like you know like i I ate a fucking cheeseburger bro and you're like great you know so i like to cover like a larger spectrum 
But it's like I'm a comedian and I want to be like, you know, it's like I want to be on a, a TV show that's funny, but like all I watch is CW dramas. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yes. like legit all I watch is like drama, 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 like stuff I will I would never offer up because mm-hmm. it's just not who I am. So I don't fucking know what that means. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm fucking, yeah. yeah, I feel you on that. Uh, part of the reason for this one that we aren't getting high is because how long have you been sober now? I've been sober for like over 15 years. I got sober when I was a teenager. Were you, really? Wait, yeah. what? Really? Yeah. Wow. Whoa. I got sober when I was a teenager. With, uh, with help? Yeah. I went to rehab. I was in outpatient rehab. I was like a full monster. Um, and I just, I liked everything like I love weed culture because people care about like they care about it in a different way. Yes. I was just like I wasn't even getting good weed, but I was just like drinking Robitussin and like I literally didn't care the form that a high came in. I was just like fuck me up. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Let's bury some shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm sad. I why don't you guys like it when I black out? Like <laughs> yeah. why don't you love it? So yeah, but that's why like I think weed culture is so cool. And I'm like, so I wish that it was like I'm into like the whole everything People should be. I deeply legal. love weed. I love weed. I yes. deeply love weed. And I love that. Like that's that is like a different – you don't love weed in the same way that the people that like in high school I was buying weed from loved weed. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah I like, feel that. They weren't like, okay, this kind is like, you know, whatever. I was like, just shut up. And they were like, it's mostly stems. And I'm yeah. like, I literally don't care, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about the cannabis community on here a lot. And one of the ways that it's changing because of legalization and it's moved from being a cannabis community to a cannabis industry. Mm. And that's breaking a lot of those bonds because all of a sudden, like you were saying about your baking, once you start doing it for money, it changes shit. And so, yeah. you know, it's just like, Keep it, you know, keep it like I think home grow and like keeping it, you know, out of the corporate hands are the ways to keep that community going. And, or like you know, have a bake sale and and have a fucking bake right? sale and like, give your shit away. Real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it's also it's like any time there's passion behind something. I, I mean, unfortunately, the people I always say if like I meet someone who's like a, a business owner who's like a good person, I'm like your business is gonna fail. I feel that. Oh I no, that so really? Because I, I just feel like that's how it works. Like somebody who's shitty has to take it over, or you are not going to make money from this. Mm-hmm. And like I, that shouldn't be a hard and fast rule. But it's like, who are the people that fought for legalization of of weed? People who gave a shit, like people who probably, you know what I mean? Like it's like my favorite yoga studios are the ones that constantly go out of business because they don't know how to manage their money. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't know what they're doing. They just want people to do yoga. But a place like Bikram is, you know, beloved by millions and that guy fucking sucks, right? Yeah. He's like a bad person, but he's like very like he was like money, money, money. And mm-hmm. he's fucking did it. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, the my favorite yoga studio uh when <laughs> any look, if there's a yoga studio that has a GoFundMe to bail them out of debt, <laughs> that it. is the one I want to join. <laughs> That's yes. how you know it's good. Hell yeah. You have one more topic you I wanted did. to get to. What is that? I just found your TikTok. 
two <laughs> fucking days ago. I found it two days ago. Shout Lindsay, out the name of it. And what the fuck? I know. I know. What's the handle so we can all follow right it's now? It's Lindsay Adams is popular. All right. Um, Let's get into it. What's happening on TikTok? Because it is pretty fucking spectacular. I mean, it's cat content. <gasps> it's all cat content. I had a video of me clipping my cat's nails <laughs> blow up. Blow up. Like over 20 million views at Whoa. this point. It's literally licensed through Viral Hog. Like You're fucking famous on TikTok. I mean, it got me like I have like 77,000 followers that are like not because I put out solid content. It's like because people are like rabid for my cat. <laughs> How like, does that feel? We love your cat. It's really mortifying. I mean, it's like not, I mean, I love my cat too, but like I feel the need to be like, you guys, I've been doing like comedy for like a decade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so, and then they're like, hey, there was one thing I posted a clip from my podcast, which I feel guilty doing. And like I just posted a stand-up clip and like immediately if I post stand-up, it's like you're not funny, you're not funny. Men hate my voice, which like fully understand, but it is what it is. But like if I if I post anything else, people in the comments will be like, hey girl, what's your cat up to? <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know, dude. She's 16. She's like fucking sleeping. She's old. When she dies, my career's over. <laughs> like, that's what sucks. I can't get it to translate. I feel like I have to bring her on stage to yeah, like. You're going to have to stuff her and keep it going. It's insane. It's insane. I don't know yeah. if I've ever seen anyone perform comedy with a cat, though. I mean. I know. If she wasn't so old, I would try it. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I mean, I just make cat content, but it feels so <laughs> hack. Speaking of hack. That's like what gets views. I watched a lot of it. Thank I fell you. in. I fell Did in. Did you? Hard. Yeah. Well, because the one that we're talking about, where you clip your cat's nails, like you two have a communication between. Yeah. Each other. The, no. 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 That's it's true. really cool to see. Thank you. I don't want to ruin the punchline of that. We'll video. drop a link to that particular TikTok in the oh, show notes yeah. so everyone can but watch. But it's pretty like what? And then as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm in fucking That's full bore. So funny. Yeah. It was crazy. I hope the rest of my content lives up to it. It's just like. <laughs> When my cat like meows, it's just she's super vocal. She's just super vocal and she's like really like the older she gets because she's like a grandma. Yeah. So like she just like will come in and rail on me for no reason. <laughs> like she just yells at you, right? Yeah. She just like comes in and it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I don't know where I am. Like, she's just like a mean old lady, but she's like, she doesn't bite or scratch or anything. She's just like, where the fuck am I? Every now and then. Oh, man. I feel like Bobo would relate. That's my old cat. Yes. I think he also is confused all the time. time. How old? 19. Oh, good. I love that. He's like an old goblin. I know. They just like, I don't, I feel like they don't know. They're they're just like I don't know. They like just decide that they they have different habits. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, does your cat move sleeping areas 
pooping air? Like, is there regimen still, or she's, is it all? She's so regimented. Cool. It's like more regimented than ever. Like, feed me. Sun is up. Let's go. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, but the thing is, it's so funny. She can't even eat wet food because I mean, this is like really strictly for cat people. <laughs> I'm like, We're gonna cut everything else. There's great cat yeah. podcast. She like there. cut. She like it upsets her stomach, so she can't have for whatever reason. She can't have wet food often and she acts as if she gets it every morning so she like sleeps on my in the morning she's like on my chest and I'm like I don't know what you think you're getting your food has been out all night like she has food all throughout the day and she's just like I guess this is what cats do like (laughs) we just do this and uh, that's what we do oh man well to wrap up um i don't really care about your plugs but if you can just like plug your cat a couple more times yeah her name's sugar bear she's 16 you can see her on my tiktok and my instagram reels um some of my stand-up might slip in there some of my baking might so i just want to warn you Uh um the things you're really good at and that you do yeah the things that i'm (laughs) i've worked really hard for they slip in there but it's mostly cat content so and you're at Lindsay Adams is popular yes. everywhere at Lindsay Adams is popular except for Twitter where it's at um Lin- at Lindsay's face <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Lindsay Adams is taken all over the place I had to get creative hell yeah yeah this has been fucking awesome this is so fun thank you so much this is yeah the spread the seasonings the hang love it what is like I'm so glad to meet you too oh I've my just been God. hearing about you for ages I know same pods so. it's very very nice yeah you guys are great I love this awesome. let's hug yeah okay <laughs> uh follow us at weed and grub on Instagram give uh, Lindsay and our podcast five stars leave a review bump it up in the algorithm it goes such a long long really way really does help yeah That's and uh, email us wg at weedandgrub.com uh, yep. anything else uh, yeah just check us out in all the places and be kind I think that's it that's it alright bye everyone bye bye, bye.